And we're back, and you are listening to Villaincast, BJJ Antiheroes, with myself, Chris the Villain Pains, and Naki El Jefe Arshed. And welcome to Reap the Week. Firstly, a thank you to our sponsors, the lovely patrons on Patreon. Thank you for believing in this work, and if you'd like to learn more about supporting this channel, along with receiving exclusive content, such as the new episodes of How to Defend Everything 3.0, along with personal coaching, you can find out more via chrispainsbjj.com. And dude, like now I can see myself on the camera. I look like I'm I'm dying. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, I have to uh, preface this podcast. I have a terrible cold. Um. So I'm gonna sound pretty. I, I know I have the, the 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 complaints that I breathe. Uh, it's gonna be worse today. And um, on camera there, I look, I look like warm shit um so uh you got you may have to carry this on neck i'll, yeah. I'll keep moving my, myself away from the microphone how have you been i i have purposely avoided coming to the gym and spreading my typhoid around you all <laughs> no it's i think it's the best thing to do nowadays because uh, it gets easily mistaken for other things <laughs> no i think and this is one of the weird things like when the rona came to get us is that um Pretty much what jujitsu people should have been doing anyway, we just did again. Like, they, they, as in what we do as a culture, should, we just should be spread spread around society. If you're red or leaking, s- stay alone. Don't don't mingle with people. If there's, a, if there's an orifice you're leaking out of, or there's something red on you, don't train. Yeah. Like quarantine yourself for a bit. And like that's pretty much the the advice for COVID. Like if you're red or leaking. Don't go. Don't go. So, <laughs> and I think it's a, it's, you know, um, I think it's one of those things that you should, it should be like the common phrase. Maybe yeah. if we make a t-shirt, say, if you're red or leaking, stay at home, villain BJJ. <laughs> we're going to get down, we're going to get downvoted again. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. We were just saying, oh, we were just saying that before we came live, like last episode with the, uh, the way the humor went late at night. It was our, our most disliked video we've ever done. So it's late, it's late at night again today. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like before we before we came live, I had one of those Vicks vapor things jammed up my nose, so I sounded more human. Um, um yeah, dude, it's rough. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so um, it has meant I've been out of it. Uh, there were Patreon videos out to upload, and I've just been like, just head down, just <sighs> right. But we're back, we're back, we're back, and hopefully by tomorrow I'll be alive, and we can we can train, and we can make some new videos. I've got some really nice things I want to go through. Uh, you've got your Instagram stuff now that you're starting to yeah. pester people with, and it's fantastic. Um, one of the conversations I want to go about though mm-hmm. is so a friend of the channel, hello Alex. Riley. (laughs) (laughs) You just wanted to see my reaction, didn't you? Yeah, I was like, when I said it, I was like, not that one. Um, Hi, Alex. Uh, Yeah, so he's now spread his wings and he's going to be trying to do a uh, ecological style jiu-jitsu club up in the north of the UK. Um, I will be hopefully assisting with that. but it has it has raised the question though because he's he's opening up in a new place he doesn't really know anyone in the area. Um, 
And that then, because we were talking about, obviously, doing the documentary of, like, beginner jiu-jitsu. Mm. I guess he's now having to live it. Um, and it, I have asked this question to others since. What would you do if you had a whole... If you were to open... Because I've considered it as well, like, opening up, an, you know, another satellite gym in a town that has no jiu-jitsu. But how do you take a whole new bunch of people and teach them what we do and make them effective fast? What would you do? Like, day one... Welcome, this is new club jiu-jitsu BJJ, whatever. Um, welcome, we we are all friends here now. Um, this is jiu-jitsu. What do you do? What do you, well, how do you make that first session? Well, it's... The first conversation would be why are what we doing what we are doing? What, what, is, what is the reason we're doing what we are doing? And then it'd be wrestling first, mate. I, I'd have to teach him how to wrestle and... Uh, just the basic concepts of covering the spaces, posture, stance, obviously balance, which we're doing a lot at the moment, um, and don't get taken down. And then obviously we'll progress from there. But how how do you make that on day one? Like what? So we walk in like like actually, you know, we we'll sit we we'll sit there. You've got uh, eight boys and girls at your feet, um, and they're all you know really eager. They've come down. They've, they've they want to start this jujitsu. What do you do on day one? How how do you progress? Like you run the mats. What's the first thing that you do? I want you to take each other down, <laughs> and I want you to try best not to get taken down. <laughs> it's a really interesting question because, um, I mean, we did this when it came to the the how to learn everything, how to learn jujitsu fanatics release the one yeah. we did in March, of like what's important. Um, and I've pondered this. Like, it has made me curious. Like, oh, how would you? Like, if you're the sole jiu-jitsu person in the room and you've got a room full of beginners, um, I know we have fundamentals courses and people like, you know, there's the, the usual, like, um, oh, close guard. Close guard, control, I was going to say, close guard. Yeah, close guard, uh, rear naked choke, armbar, kind of thing. Um, but I'm no. like, we don't want to do this. So what would you do instead? And, like, my thoughts on it um, were to basically say, right, do the whole spiel of the um, you know we're, we're here to get better as a team. Like your autonomy has been stripped from you. Welcome to communism. Um, and I'm, I'm your, your growth. <laughs> I'm your, your master. Growth, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your growth is dependent on the rest of us. Uh, so be nice. <laughs> the goal is to make everyone better, not prove that you're better than your partner. Size and weight matter. Um, and get that you know straight into there, but then literally just say to them, right? I want to hold another. I want to hold that person down. Just hold each other down, like basic, very nice sparring. Like keep very much control over it and say, right, don't get out of hand. Like don't touch the neck. Um, don't touch the face. Don't touch the genitals or twist the rules, up. Small. The traditional yeah. rules. Yeah, this literally. I want you to pretend you're eight years old and you're at school and you're just trying to pin your friends down. That's it. I just want you to do that. And don't be person pinned down. Get up. And that'll give them, that, I think, that initial framework of, oh, you want to be the person, like, you know, then you go into, right, you want, I want you to be the person on top. This is the most important thing you need to be and stay on top. And don't go to the ground. Don't fall onto your back. I'd start them from kneeling as well, because I think this is also an interesting thing that, you know, we get accused <laughs> of being wrestlers. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a wrestling class. Or no. teach takedowns. <laughs> That's quite like, funny, actually. It is. Like we don't teach takedowns. I can't remember the last time I taught a double leg. Um, 
And yet we're like, oh, you guys are wrestlers. Like, no. And I remember Preet saying this many years ago, of if you want to teach wrestling to, especially new people, don't start from standing. Because it's the intimidation factor. It's the, it's the poor landing factor. It's the um, impact factor. That's, in, you know, especially if you've, you were someone who in the group have maybe done some rugby and everything. They don't have a real impact problem. But when people are just like get impacted the first time, it's uncomfortable. And it stays that way for a long time. Um, I'd say one of the most important things about wrestling is confidence and tenacity. Like just mm. a fuck about and find out mentality. Yeah. Um, most people don't have that. So I'd say that one of the first things then is to like, you know, say, right, okay, um, don't disconnect. Try and hold the other person down. If they start to come up, drag them back down again. Because then you remove the impact problem you staying connected and you are just dragging each other down given that initial framework i think you could just pretty much do that for day one and just out cardio them more um and then from there it'd be a case of um teaching about high hips teaching about the bottom leg getting your bottom leg out getting your yourself square to the ground again so you can stand up uh like i said covering the gaps and covering your bottom your your front leg with your hand like a down block um and just think, just think you know yeah 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 don't let them control you oh dude dude i swear to god he he listens to this podcast wait there i prepared this <laughs> no 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 slight tangent already damn it um, <laughs> how did you know because we've done posts. it many many times <laughs> he's done two posts recently he was on about um, take your time when you have pressure positioning. Time becomes a weapon when your opponent is under duress. There are some situations where speed and quickness are a virtue, but when you have top pressure in your favour, <laughs> deliberate slowing of the pace is what you want. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's an interesting one. Um, sounds very familiar. Um, and then... Um, there's another one that came after it, and I was like, it was about hand fighting. And I was like, for God's sake. But it's because you reminded me of it just. Um, yeah. When it's time to establish control of an opponent, the general pattern in jiu-jitsu is simple. Start at the extremities, <laughs> hands and feet, then work up past the limbs to the hips and then the head. <sighs> Give up. I give up, dude. The information's everywhere. (laughs) I'm getting good at muting this microphone when I don't feel well. Um, Yeah, and it's. I think you just have to do that. And I think, again, one of those things that we know, we had a visitor recently. Hello, you know who you are. And there have been other visitors, and we have been accused of having really good fundamentals. And I'm like, but what do you mean by fundamentals? Mm. Like, do you mean we've got really good close guards? We don't play that. Like, we have... If you were to teach your own fundamentals, would they be our fundamentals? But you're accusing us of having really good fundamentals. We're just staying upright. And then we get accused of being wrestlers. And I'm like, what in the name is happening? <laughs> um, I think you could literally just do a beginner course like that. Just have a bunch of people just going, right, hold each other down. And... um. I had a conversation with the black belt over in Poland about this, uh, about the ecological approach. And I don't think you should put all your eggs in one basket. I know it's I, buzzwordy right now. Um, I agree on that. But th- 
I agree because you can't teach the same way and expect like everybody to learn the same. Everybody learns differently, and I think there's certain aspects that you have to teach. For example, submissions. You can't just there's the finesse to teaching a submission, and there's certain things that you have to get right. You can't just say like for example, all right, two people keep each other down. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. you, you teach certain ways as they progress, but a submission is a more finesse way of. You know, so it's a finesse. It's a technique which you you have to teach. You, you know, it's a different way of teaching. Uh, so, like, uh, you can't be, I think, hundred percent concept based, and I don't think you should be hundred percent technique based. I think there's always going to be an overlap, and you can't just be one track minded. I think completely. Like, uh, I've used the the analogy many times of the bonsai tree, and yeah. depending on what you do on the where you are on the bonsai tree, you use a different uh, technique for for cutting things down. Like how what, how you treat a leaf isn't how you treat a branch isn't how you treat the base of the tree. Um, I think balance and posture and being upright is very much base of the tree. It's the most important part, and that requires a very much a buzzsaw attitude of day in day out grind. But cutting a leaf requires a lot of delicacy. It's a very different motion, and so I think that. Yeah, completely. Like when we talk, when we talk to look at the finer details of a submission, that's very top of the leaf kind of stuff. It's very specific, but that'd be very technique based, like really exploring it. But at the base of the tree of getting upright, that's very, very ecological. Like just get the fuck up. I don't mm. give a shit how you do it. And then guard retention, that's quite a bit further up the tree, and that's like okay, I want you to block with your hands and feet. Just don't let them past your extremities as mr dan or her says um i think you can you, you take that approach but then you think so what's the most important thing for then showing beginners on that kind of really you know basic course very ecological and then when they have that solid base of the tree as you climb and build up that tree you eventually get to leaves and that's where you start doing the finer detail stuff man it's almost like i've planned this for the book <laughs> it's just writing itself 100 percent. it is it is just there's no point even buying it if you listen to yeah. this podcast enough you know everything <laughs> um it's the bonsai tree of jujitsu yeah um i get that drawn um i was trying who was i talking to about it uh and this is like so um i think again like one of the things we were talking about when it comes to ecological approach stuff is like we've really had to remove the idea of game i think that's unhealthy because it just yeah. resolves back into sparring again like you can make constraint led but in a game of power there's always going to be a uh disparity yeah which favors someone else um and so i think there's a definite problem there when it comes to uh ecological star trek I, i'm not saying it's bad but i think that the power dynamic has to be addressed otherwise one person's just going to fucking lose um, Agreed. And not learn. <coughs> um, yeah, it turns into competition. Then, if it's competition mode, then it's not really learning mode, is it? No. Which is why I, I'm like I said, because I'm a nerd. If it hasn't become super apparent by the lucky cat mug and the collection of old retro games consoles behind my head, that I am a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like this should be obvious by now if you i guess anyone who's listened to us on spotify wouldn't know this but filthy filthy nerd um and i think gaming is a fantastic window into understanding this 
uh, educating someone. Um, like, you know, I, I listen, because I, I do so much in the world of jiu-jitsu, I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts, like, and they fascinate me. I mean, <laughs> fucking love it. But it's like how some games will adjust their difficulty without you knowing. As in, say you're playing a game and you get dicked on, like, hard. Um, the game will adjust its difficulty for you. Like, yeah, like, you ever notice that if you're in a shooting game, enemies that you can't see don't yeah. shoot you? Yeah. Like, they won't just go up behind you and just execute you. <laughs> They're, like, waiting there, like, he's going to turn around and get us eventually. Um, yeah. And then you turn around and, ah. Well, it's like, there's another part as well, which I find fascinating. Um, like, the, the, the last, like, 10% of your health bar is the equivalent of 50% of your health bar. As in, like, if you look at your health bar, you think, oh, my God, I've only got 10 points out of 100 left. Yeah. Like, those 10 points will last as much as, like, half of a health bar. It, mm. Actually, they stretch out. Yeah. Because the goal is to make you feel like a badass, like it's the fucking Alamo. And you're there, like, yeah. 10% left. There's enemies all around you. Like, yeah, let's fucking yeah. get it. Um, <laughs> but actually, your health bar is, like, really long at this point. And so you're yeah. thinking there you're a badass, and it makes you better. And mm. I love those ideas and then carrying them into jujitsu of... um ecological approach like, you know i said before like the you know game will give you a tutorial they'll teach how the buttons work and then they'll introduce you to enemies and you've got to figure out how you're going to defeat them and you can either go down the very nice gaming route where there's difficulty levels mm-hmm. or you can go down like a very dark souls souls born route elden ring like, there's a video yeah. i watched of some dude getting dicked on like two and a half thousand times by one boss and I'm like oh my that, God. Is, that is a learner mentality right there um, <laughs> And you could definitely do that, you know, it depends what kind of partner you want to be in jiu-jitsu then. Are you a Soulsborne boss where, you know, I'll fuck you until you learn? <laughs> or I'll amend my difficulty to make you better? Um, yeah. Yeah, but I can see, like, there's definitely a a carryover there. It has really informed my style, how I want to teach now. I think, um, yeah, we all need to learn. We all step out of our little jiu-jitsu box because we're very... Uh, isolated in this little box sometimes mm. like a, a learning style that's been around for years and we're like oh this is new and interesting <laughs> it's been around for years <laughs> stop being stupid it's like literally how you learn most things yeah <laughs> fuck about finding um, out yeah exactly and it would be interesting like maybe we should start a new club mm-hmm. is there a place that we haven't invaded yet <laughs> <laughs> I've stopped and I just asked you this like, should we invade not invade I don't mean invade another gym like kick another gym out um, I mean we, should we uh, find a town and a night we have free we don't have any of those do we no <laughs> uh, oh yeah that's a fair point uh, maybe we go a bit like Viking on this we invade a place Take it over and then stall a puppet regime of all the blue belts. <laughs> Colonialism at its finest. We're just like, this is your new leader now. <laughs> just like, leave an army at the gates. <laughs> my, phone, my phone didn't like that. <laughs> no, uh, neither did I. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of areas that Jiu Jitsu hasn't. Invaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we're, we're missionaries. Yeah, we're spreading it's not the present. good word. Yeah, we're spreading the good word of jujitsu, and we're, we're missionaries on this journey. Yeah, it is surprising how there's so many parts of the world still where 
jiu-jitsu is non-existent man even in the like Staffordshire area that we're in I'm sure there's loads of little towns that we could go and install puppet regimes mm. and bring bring the good word like we're just leaving our priests we're gonna go there and convert and leave our priests there <laughs> <laughs> so priests we have plenty of them um and it would be interesting, I think, because I definitely still want to do the documentary of mm. it's just find the time and space to do it. Maybe we do it in a different place. Maybe we walk into a whole place where no one knows us and we go, right, we're going to teach you guys jujitsu. Who could uh, do how that? How do we do it? Hmm. We should find the time and place. Mm. Maybe that's our next mission. Um, <laughs> oh my God, dude, this is, I'm burning up. <laughs> I, this is a rough podcast. Well, how how, how long have we done now? Twenty-one minutes. minutes. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Yeah. Like, I've had to mute it a few times so I could cough. Um, no, you don't have to stay the full time that we usually do. Oh no, 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 I love this podcast, dude. Like you know, it's it's twenty to midnight, and I feel like warm turd. So <laughs> I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, so I think that it's. I think it'll be interesting to to. We'll push. We'll say to everyone right now, Alex, uh, Alex Riley over Wigan. Um, he's ex RGA at this point. Uh, give him a follow. I'll post him on the Villain Cast Instagram on the Chris Payne's Instagram. Uh, give him a follow. I think it's Black Dog, Black Dog Jiu Jitsu. I think it is something something Black 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 Dog. Um. <laughs> yeah, give him a follow give him a go call in on him uh, I'll be up there ah dude you should go up there as well yeah why not you should go up there we should we should help we should, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to help but you should help as well and yeah. we'll send up uh, our emissaries to do the same yeah we'll um, take the cavalry <laughs> yeah exactly exactly we can help we're going to not that it needs it there's plenty of jujitsu up north in England um, we can help we can help um that's actually an interesting thing as well, like another uh, a talking point that leaves me curious. Um, is the north-south divide, or the city div- and outer divide when it came to gi and no gi? Because that's the Luta Livre story, isn't it? Mm. Catch wrestling and um, how you had more middle-class kids doing jiu-jitsu in, in Brazil because they could afford the geese, and there was the more uh, impoverished kids that did no gi and luta livre because they couldn't afford geese. And then that became the whole thing about leg locks. Like, that's definitely the way in, in the UK as well. Like, you definitely saw mm. more no gi in the north. Yeah. Maybe not as much now. Geese have become way more prevalent. But when I started, like, geese were not common. And it was mm. it was more just... Like, God damn. Like, I remember the first competitions that I went to was in, like, 2009. It was like an EDL rally. It was just white skinheads everywhere. <laughs> you liked that one, didn't you? You were like, shit, here we go again. Um, I, I nearly dude. spat my drink out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good job you muted it. Like, <laughs> you didn't realise where I was going. Dude, like, it was, yeah. It was like skinheads. white, white skinheads everywhere. Oh um, shit! And in, in yeah, like I remember the early rash because I had the when we had the conversation with Mikatsu. It was uh, 
it was you know back in those days there was no real rash guards out there it was like mm. you know vitamins and minerals or whatever it was and bad boy um jesus christ dude this i love i wish you were around in the early days when you when we had <laughs> rash guards that melted <laughs> or, or like yako shorts um they they used a weird rubberized print on them so you got one wash out of them and then yeah. the print would would melt off <laughs> then, <laughs> like oh dude it was fantastic days like, i remember using the rash guard and it just melted like the, yeah. all the patterning came off and just melted like we didn't have any of the screen printing that we do now um but yeah, yeah that was that was that's the story back in those days super long or super weird shorts rash guards that melted if you washed them um and yeah competitions that look like edl rallies <laughs> 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 the old days of jiu-jitsu in the uk it'd be yeah. interesting i'd like to like if anyone's from the early days i'd like to hear their stories as well of like early early jiu-jitsu you where, where you like, started did you used to get like langford on here he's one of the like original winny or like, he's been around a while yeah steve langford he's uh yeah, yeah he's he's uh how long has he been training now he's been training longer than i have 16 17 years something like that i'm guessing yeah, I know he was like teaching as a blue belt at Baja before I even started, which is mm. insane. Um, dude, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, I don't want to rag on the, the the red shield too much. Oh, he's he's the perfect person for that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Like, we're we're a friendly podcast. We're a family podcast. <laughs> we're, the, we're the kind of podcast you can put on with your kids in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than the last ex- last week's episode, exemption. <laughs> Dude, the last four months of episodes. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mean, mm. um, but it's definitely a, uh, a club where you have to have a bit of money available <laughs> to get their stuff. Um, like, what do you say to people when they when they contact you and say, "Oh, what should I come and wear in jujitsu?" Just nothing loose, you know, if you've got wear, try wear something that hasn't got any holes and no strings and your usual combat or sportswear, like nothing. You just got to wear something that you can be be comfortable in and to train with. Exactly. Make it accessible. I think because yeah. we're both from that kind of area of like, oh, you don't have to get a gi when you join. Like, no, dude, just, just come and wear yeah, you just want. come and train, like, yeah. I don't care. Um, yeah, I think I think our backgrounds where we're from, where we live, really informed that of being like, you know, we're both relatively inner city and we're both like, no, come on. We just want you on the mats. Mm. Don't, don't, don't be silly. It's, yeah. I think we're, nor- we're northerners. <laughs> we're, nor- we're northern folk. Um, yeah. We just want to see Matt, Matt folk. Um, <laughs> uh, it would be interesting then to actually then take this idea and, and get just a bunch of people. It was almost like old days jujitsu again. It's like come full circle. Like we're just going to get a bunch of weirdos in a in a church hall, uh, tell them to wear trackies and a t-shirt, and slam each other for an hour. <laughs> like, Jiu-jitsu in the north has now come full circle, um, <laughs> the way it should be. <laughs> oh man! Um, although this has an inter- like. So I know there's been a frustration with with this style of people then asking, when do you bring back in submissions? And, you know, we're this far in right now. We're what, 10 months 
but yeah. not doing any. Um, and I want to start bringing them in. But then it becomes this really interesting thing. Like Now we know what we know about holding mm. someone down and just getting the hell up and in, in the difficulty of doing that. What submissions do you bring in? Like, what exactly. submissions do you chuck up? What submissions do you throw away? And what submissions do you return? Because we had this question mm. last week of like, well, this idea of, could you be a brown belt in jiu-jitsu that doesn't know most of the guards um, or submissions? Yeah, still be an effective-ass fighter, but not know... Because then it'd be weird. Like, dude, it's really weird. Like, yeah, it's, it is. But I guess if if you're a brown belt and you can hold your own and you can win matches on points and shit and, I don't know, you, you're, you, you can't be taken down. Like, if you're a brown belt standard... Then you're the brown belt standard, aren't you? You can't really argue with that because there's styles on there. This is the interesting, like, point of we have, like, you know, you have to know the technical aspects of jujitsu, like, you know, but do you? And so this is what makes everything really hard right now when it comes to promotions. Of you now, we have blue belts and white belts who are pretty goddamn stupid. Um, they don't know many things. Um, yeah they're effective ass fighters they don't know most guards they don't know most submissions but they are horrendous to roll with but then would you hold them back because they don't know enough but they're really effective like what does jiu-jitsu mean that do you promote on technical knowledge or do you promote on violence Mm, interesting it is it's really difficult because you like if they're really effective at violence at what they do do you have to give them like oh no but now but I know you can kill everyone but now I need you to calm down and lie on your back for a bit and learn this. <laughs> no. Hey, so that, so that person over there smash a head to the floor. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a real conundrum. Because then, like say, you go through all these like, submissions that we want to start bringing in. And... Got it. Uh... You start bringing that, you think then, okay, so we bring in the rear naked. But I wouldn't teach it in the normal back control where I'd say bury someone face down to the dirt, rear naked. Like MMA style rear naked. Um, guillotine. More mounted than anything, but definitely like prayer chokes and like, you know, the, the gritty grab your head and roll you over style guillotines. Um, I'm starting to fall out of love with the triangle. I find that when people are really well postured and they go, they attack your hips and go heavy on your hips, triangles are really hard. Yeah, very hard to get. Arm bars? Uh, hard, hard. Yeah, watch, what's the last quintet? How well did those arm bars go for people? Yeah. Not very well. Uh, um, omos are good to get into to if you want to create a bit of a scramble, but finishing them, hard. You can't get high enough. You know, It's just the no guys are postured too well. Yeah. Um... Yeah, leg locks, obviously leg locks work, but I yeah, think double troubling people are super important. Like, you have to thoroughly cripple their both legs so they can't stand yeah. up and get away. Um, yeah, so I think that's important. Uh, Kimura, top Kimura. Top like, Kimura. Kimura for control to then put some down in side control, Frank Mir style. Uh, I think that's an important one. Arm triangle um, and the king. Arm triangle's the king, yeah. Arm triangle's yeah. the rear naked. Arm triangle I, is the king. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can put all those together and that's essentially all you need for a submission base. Like, bit of, bit of scaffold. Yeah, yeah. Bit of, uh, some people have suffered that recently. That was a terrible plan, <laughs> bringing yeah. that thing in. Darces, 
they're hard. I definitely good control good control positions, good control holds to yeah, advance and hold the um half naked ver- uh, half uh <laughs> half naked. <laughs> half Nelson. Uh, Half Nelson version, yeah, that's absolutely yeah. important for throwing someone around. Yeah, uh, but finishing a dars, uh, hard, f- hard. If someone's getting up, yeah, someone's getting up right repeatedly. It's hard to get that kind of closure on them. Um, yeah, for fundamental submissions, I think are just like high, super high percentage. Five. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's kind of maybe down the road. Maybe some guard stuff. Yeah. Maybe a triangle, if we're lucky. But it's such a Hail Mary. I don't want Hail Mary submissions of, like, you're going to get fucked. If you fuck this up, you're going to get fucked. I don't like that. Mm. Not anymore. Like, you know, if you fuck up a triangle and someone turns you, that's it. It's a Hail Mary, and now yeah. you're just going to get boned from side control. <laughs> um, or stacked on your own head and shit. Like, it's definitely a Hail Mary kind of situation. I don't want to make people do Hail Marys from so early I want them to be dominant I want people to to go for really hard you know bury people face down in the dirt rear naked and arm <laughs> triangles and violence horrible yeah horrible mounted guillotines and stuff like that and side guillotines um, but that's what grappling is man like that's what it actually is 101 yeah 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 um, take them down Hodger Gracie style I like I like the idea of legs in that if you are, if you feel yourself get vulnerable, you can pull your bottom leg out and get back up again. Yep. Or you double, or you, or you double trouble them. Yeah. But after that, it's uh, yeah, there's not a lot left. I think that'll be the next phase. I'll be interested. Like, I'd like to do more recordings. Like, how I've been recording the classes. I'd like to record how we then do this. So I mm. think. You know, we have said that tomorrow we'll do some more recording. Uh, I will record the class because this is, you know, something I want to bring in and see how it kind of works out for people. Of like, right, here's five submissions. This is the only submissions we're going to be using. And then let's record the roles of people just burying each other with those submissions. Um... Yeah, I mean, on Monday we taught uh, Al. I got him to teach the mounted triangle because he loves teaching it. Well, he loves doing it. So I said, you teach that. And then uh, I taught the arm triangle. That's very top of the leaf stuff. And I'd like to then see how we semi-ecological, semi-drill the instruction on that. I'm pondering it, and I'm, I'm excited to record that tomorrow. All my, all my stuff's charged. It's ready to rock and roll. Um, Good. Yeah, we'll record that tomorrow because I'm really interested in seeing how that how that comes out. Um, what do what happened when when Fine Fit brought submissions back? <laughs> Aggressive. It was aggressive. Yeah, it's um, gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, wrist locks. <laughs> Just because they're funny. <laughs> I think that's the only thing we need. We we would have left. Um, although now winter's approaching. Winter is coming. Grab a towel. Uh, <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, <laughs> we should look at uh, geek geek chokes them. Mounted cross collar. That's it. But there's one that you could go for, and if they bridge or something like that, you can just put your hands back out and go for it again and yeah, just keep yeah. rinsing their neck. Um, I think that's pretty much the only one I'd really push for. Like, mm. just make sure your mounted cross collar is vicious. Um, other than that, 
I don't know what else. That wouldn't be a Hail Mary kind of like panic submission. That would would because yeah, I'm. I want people to be dominant. I want to be on top control. I want to always fight for top control. I don't want to think that. Uh, I mean, that, you could teach him like a bone arrow version where you don't have to take the back away. You stay in side control with your knees behind the back because you don't really lose position even if they do get out. Yeah, that's good... special. Yeah. Um, yeah, like driving driving your knee for their spine and stuff. and but even then, that's stopping someone from turning. It's hard. And you have to create so much space. This yeah. is going to be really interesting. Like, I think we should definitely do a... Introduce a submission. Introduce the details of it. Gi and no gi. And then just let them fuck it up. <laughs> like, I think we should do... Like, actually, no, that's what we should do tomorrow. It's like, we'll go, right, okay, here's a... Um, we're naked. Here is a arm triangle, etc. Try and find a position that you'd normally find those things from, like a, a top control position, and go, right, okay, go. Can you find it? And see how people just fucking stress and get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, because they really make us appreciate the control still. Because again, like, I want to make sure that we have that dominance and that kind of snap into the submissions. Like, you know, you're staying the hell down. Um, and give people appreciation that, oh shit, if I'm going to go for this submission, I need full control over it. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to do tomorrow. So just <laughs> throw a submission out into the wild <laughs> and go, okay, guys. Go play. Go. <laughs> yeah. And that can that can basically be our uh, how we inform our choices of like, did people get out of this? Um, Sven did a really good class something similar in Switzerland where he was like right one person hold the other person down side control right I'm going to time it how long until everyone gets out and I think everyone got out within 20 seconds and it was like they showed a knee ride and went same thing like okay everyone get out of the knee ride and it lasted like twice as long and it was that kind of similar thing like you know why would you do some, a position that lasts half as long as this position then Yeah, I'd like that idea of like okay why would we go for these submissions if everyone's just getting the fuck out of them Put him in the bin. Agreed. You're losing a lot of position. Like uh, again, a lot of require a lot of momentum and stress, and when you you can't end up on your back. And then again, like we played this recently, where if you're on the bottom, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to get back up uh, with all the balance and posture stuff. So, is it with well, especially if you leave yourself <laughs> exposed to yourself becoming unaligned and getting stuck in cradles or your neck twisted up or your spine yeah. twisted up like it just gets hard you get cooked yeah and yeah we can't oh man like that's why i don't like triangles as much anymore because someone who's smart and has good pressure for their hips are just going to fold you in half yeah um and pass hell mary hell mary yeah exactly or worse uh it's definitely a hell mary kind of situation that i find now like i ain't going down there I know it doesn't feel like jujitsu. Then it goes back into that feeling of wrestling. Um, but fuck it, fuck you all. <laughs> Don't care if it wins, it wins. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the the next video. So everyone, listen to this who is curious about the direction of jujitsu that we're going. Pay attention to tomorrow's class because it's going to be a long video. Like I might just leave the camera recording for an hour, and we're just going to have people break submissions. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I won't go to sleep. It's like Christmas. Right? It's Christmas <laughs> Eve and tomorrow there's going to be presents everywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, although, dude, I am going to have to sleep. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's been a good podcast. Yeah, I've enjoyed enough. it. I've got some good topics through there. Yeah, my head is hurting here. Uh, yeah. But I think we have, we've settled settled the world again. Right? <laughs> the, the universe can sleep peacefully now. Because we've, yeah. we've settled it. 
Do we have to release this new episode so people can forget about that one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something a lot more on brand. No, yeah. it's not on brand. But it's just I mean, we didn't make that many uh, illegal jibes. <laughs> it's all fine. We know. Yeah. We know. We know where it's too far. Sometimes. Um, well, that would be interesting then, because I know how you, you uh, take these ideas and then go into your own club with it. I'd be interested because you, your students are like definitely a bubble of yours. I like how they come out. Like, you know, the guys who start to come to find feel like, oh right, you know, they're all they all have Naki's wrestling stance. This is exciting. <laughs> this is this is hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, be interested to see them how you then incorporate this into your club and how brutal they. Yeah, become. I'm trying, man, but my only biggest problem is they only train once a week, man, and it's hard trying to get a lot done but sometimes I think for what they do they're alright so you know what I mean yeah yeah I get it I mean the ones who want to train well they come to us and then they go to other local gyms but some of them I'm like come on man you got to be doing at least three times a week somewhere I had this like you know we were talking about the club price I had someone call me recently asking out how much we charge and we're not an expensive gym no at all like I think we figured that training is a pound an hour Similar. If you if you come if you come to train, it's a pound like the equivalent I mean, of the, paying a pound. An the hour. Sunday class is three and a half hours and it's three quid. You know what I mean? I know. I know. It's, I, it's I all comp sparring. Like it's it's the best That's, class of the week. Thanks, man. In terms of like violence, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fantastic. It's just pure um, violence of three and a half hours. I know it is. It's a hard. It's a hard session. Um, I know. <laughs> Shielding the kids' eyes and the kids' glasses. Yeah. Don't look, children. He'll, he'll corrupt you. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. Someone said it's too expensive. I'm like, it's a pound an hour. Yeah, I think it works out like slightly less than a pound an hour most of the time. Like, good lord. Um, but there's that much training available, so I guess people will get better. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'd be interested, and I'm really interested tomorrow. So yeah, please, everyone who's listening to this podcast is watching on YouTube. I'm recording this class tomorrow. Uh, when when we throw submissions into the twitching pit of fine fit, and then let's see what comes out the other end of it. Yeah. And we'll do a gi version as well. Maybe next week we'll bring some yeah. gis in. I'll tell everyone to bring gis. Um, cool, let's do it. I'm excited. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Let's break everything. Good night, Nack. <laughs> and I'll see you tomorrow. All being well. Yes. All being well. See you tomorrow. Good night, everyone. Good night.